Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today as we continue winding our way through this strange paradiso. So we all know that things have been strange and they are just continuing. So I want to start off with actually something that I saw this morning. And um, it's about a woman who says that she met this person. Like, um, okay, she's, she's telling her story. I guess it was in about, uh, just, just say 2020. So she met this friend of hers about 10 years prior. So she actually lost touch with this friend and hadn't spoke to her or seen her for 10 years. So it was a friend of hers, but more like an acquaintance. So this acquaintance, this friend, contacts her one day out of the clear blue and is in a panic. She is um, like uh, telling her that she's in danger and she needs help. So this woman, of course, she wants to help this person. I'll say her name is Debbie, okay? the friend who needs help. I'm going to call her Debbie. So the woman, Samantha, realizes that there's really something going on here. Debbie sounds very distraught. She's in a panic. She needs help. So she tells her to go ahead and come to her house. So Debbie has a baby. She says, you and your baby come to my house. So Debbie and her baby go to this woman's house. She starts relaying this story to Samantha about how her husband had joined a cult. Okay, not only a cult, but it was like a satanic cult because she mentioned ritual blood sacrifices and so on. So the story goes that she was drugged She remembers only bits and pieces of what had happened and her husband was killed. So her husband, it seems that he was uh, sacrificed, either that or there was an altercation that led to him being killed. She came out of her drug-induced, whatever you want to call it, long enough to see her husband's dead body. Then she passed out again. When she woke up, her husband's body was gone, as well as many of the other things that she knows she saw previously, such as bloody utensils, blood on the floor in some areas, and this and that, okay? Now, I don't know the story about her baby, but she had her baby with her. So the baby was not harmed. Perhaps the altercation was about the the cult members wanted to sacrifice the baby and the husband drew the line there, so he ended up getting killed. I mean, I don't know if that's the story, but I'm thinking that maybe it is. So after the killing... These people decided that they had to 
um, clean whatever they could up and get out of there so that they could not be implicated in any of this. I don't know about where the husband's body ended up or anything like that. So what happens is Debbie comes over to Samantha's house. Then Samantha realizes that certain things are happening. Now, Samantha has children of her own. And there are things and um, there is activity now starting to take place in her house. So what ends up happening is Samantha is being attacked, physically attacked, to the point where she realized that she was in real danger and something wanted to kill her. So as much as she didn't want to seem like she was um, being mean or anything like that, but she realized that Not only was she in danger, but this was probably putting her family in danger. So she asked her friend Debbie to leave. She said, uh, I don't know what is attached to you, but it is attacking me and I fear for myself and my family. So Debbie agrees to leave, okay? She's not going to be like, no, I'm here to stay and blah, blah, blah. So Debbie gets her son and she leaves. But that doesn't take care of the problem because things are still happening. Samantha is still being attacked physically and things are still going on in her house. So she calls a family member because her husband goes out of town and she's afraid. She is so afraid to be there in the house, just her and her young children. Because she's thinking something wants to kill me and what's going to happen to my children. So she also states that as suddenly as all of this stuff started, it stopped. It just stopped. There was no more activity. There were no more attacks. It's like whatever had come in had left. So she anyways has her family member come over because she's still freaked out. She still does not feel comfortable being in that house with just her and her children. So her family member comes inside her house and then it's like all hell breaks loose. Things start happening. There are noises. She is being attacked once again right in front of her family member. And by being attacked, it's almost like at some point, it's like um, something wants to attack her sexually. Something wants to push her head underwater and drown her and things like this. So at this point, she's screaming at her family member and says, please just take my children and leave. Just take them out of here, which the family member does. So Samantha is there in her house by herself. So afterwards, it stops again. It's like the thing just goes away again. But it always continues to come back. 
until finally she decides that she has to contact this friend of her. She has to contact Debbie and go and tell her and confront this problem with the person who seemingly brought it to her. What I have heard, okay, about this is that by Samantha going to talk to Debbie and confront the situation is like Samantha confronting this entity. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, guys. I don't know if it works that way or not. I mean, to be 100% honest, But anyhow, she goes, and I don't know how she finds Debbie. I guess she knows where her parents live, and she figures that that's where Debbie is. So she goes over to her parents' house, and before her parents get Debbie, they tell her, "Um, this is the last time that we want you to contact Debbie. Okay, like we're going to get her for you, but please make this the last time. Samantha agrees. Yes, I'm not here to start any problems. I just have some things that I would like to speak to her about. So she tells Debbie the situation. She says, I don't know what it is that you brought into my house, but it is attacking me and I'm fearing for my life. So whatever this was, whatever you think it was, she said, "Um, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I don't know what you did. And so Debbie just agrees with, I, I guess only she knew what actually happened. Okay. So Debbie agrees, like, I'm sorry. Okay, I understand. Okay. So when Samantha goes back after she spoke to Debbie and told her of the situation, brought it out into the open, she goes back home and nothing ever happened again. This thing was gone. I really don't know how, guys, okay, that that this happened. I know that it did. But without clearing that area, without an extraction, I don't know how it was done. Unless somehow this Debbie person was well aware of what she was doing and did it intentionally. Therefore, I mean, if she can do that, then I'm pretty sure she knew how to extract this. I don't know if that's how it happened. But um, this type of situation is very possible. I mean, very possible. However, the most of the time, there is something that is brought in. I mean, just... Not only the person, but there is an item that is brought in. An item, a um, carving, a drawing, something. 
most of the time. And then that will be removed. There will be a clearing or an extraction or a uh, exorcism, whatever you would like to call it, to get rid of this thing once and for all. So it's, it's a creepy story. And, um, my gosh, I mean, I really, I really don't know about people who have been gone out of our lives for so long and then just kind of like return, especially people who return with a story like that, like the one that Debbie told her. Um, I have to tell you that I used to wonder and I used to sometimes feel sad about certain people who moved away or certain things like this, people who I really liked a lot and then they just move away or I never see them again or what have you until one day someone said to me, well, you know that just like God brings people into your life for reasons, he also removes certain people for reasons. So I never thought about it like that until this person put it in that type of uh, wording. So it just kind of makes me think twice about people who just seem to return. I'm not talking about somebody who moved like uh, to the, a neighboring city or has been gone for six months and then they can't. No, I'm talking about people who left, okay, like my friend. She just left for like 11 years and then came back. But I'm aware of certain things. I'm aware that she has something that is, um, has its claws in her. So that's why the clearing was done. And that's also why I cannot invite her into my space until something is done about what's going on here. So that's why when we meet, we will meet at a location. And I have to tell you also, I believe that she's aware of it. I believe she's aware that something's wrong. And I... Um, I spoke about this a while back, like last month sometime, because I had this feeling that she was not okay. There's something wrong. And we have this, um, what I call a cosmic connection, where I just feel these things and, and I know these things. I have this connection with a few people. And that's why I contacted her and I said, are you okay? And then she tried to play it off, but I just know that she wasn't okay. She knows, though, that we have this connection. So I don't think she was surprised by me contacting her out of clear blue and asking her that question. But anyhow, um, I will keep you posted about our conversation when I see her. We were supposed to go tomorrow, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that tomorrow. I might have to postpone it. But um, when I do see her, I will let you know what happens. Okay. So um, the other thing that I want to tell you about now, this is a current event. This is something that I actually just saw not too long ago, okay? Because 
Many of you know that I don't watch TV. I'm not a big TV watcher person. And I like the whole news thing. It's like, I'm sorry, it's not news. It's like infotainment. Okay. Because we're not going to really learn anything for local stuff. Okay. For flooded areas, for tree that fell and it's blocking the road, stuff like that. That's one thing. So I might watch it for the weather, just for junk like that, okay? So anyhow, earlier, I saw this thing where this person had on his dash cam a video of this guy who just stopped on the highway and came out like with this pipe and started bashing this guy's car, okay? Now, you can see the attacker's face clearly. You can see his car, even though they blocked out the license plate number and stuff, all right? And it shows more. It shows other clips of the same guy in the same car and it's even looking like he's wearing the same clothing that gets out of his car in another location with this pipe and proceeds to bash this other person's car. All right, but it goes further. So now there's someone else who was confronted by this same guy, a woman. I guess this happened a couple of days ago and it looks like they're at a storage facility or something. And she said this guy started like saying things to her, hateful things, and then came out of his car with that same pipe and was going to attack her car also. And this is, you know, you've got all these people who have this on video. So as they're showing this on the TV, more people are submitting their videos of this same guy. Now, this thing didn't all happen in a day. This thing has happened in like in a couple or maybe three days, okay? And the first thing I noticed was this guy was either wearing the very same clothing or he has a whole bunch of the same color t-shirts and that's all he wears. It looks like he was wearing, to me, either a gray or an olive drab t-shirt and jeans. Okay, so then at one point, it shows him like driving away in his car. And in his left hand, he has that metal pipe. Like he's waving it like you know how you threaten someone with something? So he's driving away with that pipe sticking out of his window. So he's brandishing this metal pipe. Okay, so anyhow, because I'm going to say this cat was wearing the same clothing in all these videos. I'm, I'm just going to say that. And, um, I don't know for sure. I just feel that it was the same clothing. All right. I can't say for 100% and accuse him of not changing his clothes. However, I feel that it was at least the same shirt. Let me just put it that way. So it's like, what causes somebody to act out like that? 
He knows he's on video. I mean, think about it, guys. What can we go out and do in public and raise hell and we think that we're not going to be on video? We think we're not going to be on TikTok. We think we're not going to find ourselves on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. I mean, really? So he has to know that this is all going to end up for public view. But yet, he does this. And quite a few times. So there's more than one video. Why would you do this? Okay. Well, you wouldn't unless there is something within you that is causing you to do this and show your face. I mean, he has this um, thing over his face, not a mask, but one of those things like a pull-up type of mask. But in a couple of the videos, you could see his whole entire face. And even that face covering isn't enough to block out his whole look. You can see his eyes. You can see his hair. You can see his haircut. You can see his car, his license plate, everything. It is my personal belief, okay? Now, it, it doesn't mean that I'm correct. It just means that this is my own belief that this person is inhabited by something that is causing him to act out in that fashion. There are many different ways people can be oppressed or even possessed, all right? And they all don't happen with your head spinning around or throwing up pea soup and acting like we see in the movies. These kind of things come in many different forms. There are many different things that happen. So we have to put the movie versions of oppression and possession aside and widen our scope of things and realize that this type of behavior, okay, even acting out in a type of behavior that is uh, not your usual, that is uncharacteristic of certain people. And that doesn't make sense. Just like this does not make sense. You might as well be out there doing a tap dance and letting everyone know your name, all right? As far as I'm concerned. If you knew, if you knew this person, you'd recognize him. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. That is why. Well, that's one of the reasons why I believe that this person is inhabited. As well as the clothing. Because, um, okay, once again, I don't know if this person was wearing the exact same clothing 
But I do know that cleanliness, okay, and uh, your hygiene and all this stuff is not a priority with oppression and with possession. And I'm going to tell you, that's the first thing that caught my eye. The clothing. Like, hey, wait a minute. In all of these videos, it's wearing the same, or it looks to be the same clothing. So that is just my own take on this. And um, I'm pretty sure you can see it today. Later on, on the local news channel here in Southern California, or probably on YouTube or TikTok, things like this. Okay, and there was another one. So it shows this guy on a motorcycle, and he's in and out of traffic, and he's going so fast, and he's running from the police. And they're having a heck of a time catching this guy. He's on some sort of motorcycle, and so on. Well, this thing... He, the motorcycle guy, put this thing on friggin' TikTok. All right, once again, who does that? And you know why they had such an easy time finding him? Besides the fact that it was on TikTok, but that motorcycle that he was on was like some kind of rare type of motorcycle that is like, um, you know, not everyone's riding them. So it was rather easy to find. It wasn't like he was on a Harley or a Honda or whatever the heck, BMW. No, this was some kind of rare type of motorcycle that you don't see all the time. Now, I'm not saying that this person is oppressed, but when you stop and think for a moment, why would you, the person who is like doing this, the person who's breaking the law, why would you put it on social media? And then you know you're riding some kind of motorcycle or even if it was some kind of car that not everyone has, you know, you don't see it all the time, like a Rolls Royce, okay? Why would you do that? It just defies just common sense. All right, you may say, well, criminals don't have common sense, blah, blah, blah. Actually, they do. Now, you've heard of people who are criminally insane, certain things like this. I don't know about the guy in the motorcycle, but the guy in the car with the pipe was not like a guy who was like 18 years old, okay? This person was a little older than that maybe in his early 30s or something like that. So I can't blame it on just youthful, whatever you call it. I believe that there's so much more to this, that there's really something going on. It's like there are things, okay, that we cannot see that are all around us. Certain people engaging in certain things invite 
these unseen things into their realms, where then they cause more problems than just activity in their houses. A lot of times these things will just like get into other people's skin, in other words, causing them to act out of character, maybe to act in a way that no one's ever seen them act before. Like people who know them and family members are surprised. Like he's always been a hard worker, a a decent person, and now he's doing this and he's not on drugs. No, he doesn't do drugs. He's never done drugs. So it's going to be interesting to see just how this goes or if we even hear anything more about it. If we don't hear anything more about it anywhere, I mean, I'm going to do some little bit of digging if it doesn't go any further and we don't hear anything else to see if there are any like... um Oh, he said that he was tired or he said that he was angry. I mean, what? He's angry at everybody driving except for him. It's going to be interesting, guys. And I believe that as we go forward, we're going to see a little bit more of this type of thing where people just acting rather strange, especially when you know you're on video. Trust me, like a long time ago, you may have been able to get away with certain things, but not these days. You're going to be videoed. And just as I'm watching this, more people are submitting their videos of this guy. So that told me right there. Now there's, this is um, more than just road rage. Way more than just road rage. Okay. Now the next thing that I want to um, tell you about, this is another bit of theory, all right? So maybe some of you have heard about this. Maybe you haven't. I am not a sports fan at all. I never knew who... DeMar Hamlin was, never heard of him before until he fell out at that Monday night football game. I guess it was Monday night. So you have many different people with many different theories about why he fell out. What caused this to happen to this guy who is in top form who is young and healthy. Well, there are a couple of things that I noticed about this, but, you know, I noticed it, but I didn't think really anything of it. Now, what I'm about to say to you, I want to first let you know that this is theory. And I'm not saying that I believe this. Now, this was something that was presented to me. I'm not saying I believe it, but it 
kind of like makes me wonder why, okay? Why? So the theory is that this guy really did not fall out. That the whole thing was faked. Okay, trust me, I was like, what? Why? Why in the world, I mean, would anybody fake this? For what reason? What's the agenda? What's the moral of the story? Okay, let me go back now to what I noticed. I noticed that everyone from both teams was crowded around this um, this guy when they were performing CPR and certain other things. Now, I have been in places where people have passed out and not of heart attacks. They have passed out for other reasons. And the first thing that the first responders would say, and even the police would always say like, get back, give us room, get back. Okay, we were not allowed to even be there looky-looing. No. They wanted everybody to move aside and give them room to do whatever it is that they have to do. And I have been in these areas where these things have happened more than once. I've been in some places where somebody had a epileptic fit, okay? I've been in places where... People have been in fights and now they're on the ground. I have been where people have fallen out of heart attacks and people have fallen out of what ended up being a stroke and where somebody just passed out because probably they drank too much, all right? And in each time, whoever is there first, whether it was a bouncer at a nightclub or the police get there first, or the fire department, they always shoo everyone away because they need to have room to do what they have to do. And they say, give us room, all right? Everybody, just disperse, get out of our way. But here, no, they made a wall of people surrounding this thing. Okay, I noticed that. And... People might say, oh, well, that was for privacy. Really? Privacy? You're at a public game? Something like this happens to someone that allows both football teams to come and make a human wall? No, no, no. But anyways, it happened, okay? That's what I saw. I was just wondering about it and so on. That did not make me feel like this thing was being faked. That just made me feel like maybe he had actually died. That was my thinking when I saw that those people were allowed to crowd around there and make a circle around this whole thing. I was thinking, oh my gosh, he, he died and that's why all these people are... Well, that's not the theory. The theory is that this was all faked. And then they say 
He did not pass out like when you see people passing out. He sat down and then he kind of like laid back. And they're telling people, you need to go turn off the sound and watch the video. When you turn off the sound, it takes some of that emotion out of the event because sound and the people who are broadcasting can create emotion, okay, from us. They get us all worked up. So they're saying, turn off the sound, watch this thing, and if you are able to, watch it from more than one angle. Okay. So anyhow, let's go further. Then they say, oh, and just like that, he returns to perfect health, even saying that he can play again. And then he got on a plane and went back home. And they're talking about cabin pressure, being on a plane after a near fatal heart attack, cardiac arrest, whatever it's called, and so on, and how that really isn't the protocol. I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't know what the proper protocol would be, but I know people who have even had like mini facelifts who were told not to fly for so many days. So, I mean, maybe yes, maybe no. Now we get down to, but why? Why would this thing be faked? What would be the purpose? Now, (laughs) I cannot at this time tell you what is being said. And the reason is because I I have to self-censor. But they are saying that, I guess it will all, the reason, okay, that they are giving will all be made public here shortly. Whatever the agenda is, well, that reason that they're going to give everyone and they're going to say, oh, look, and he made it and he's fine and he can play again, blah, 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 that this is going to come out. I don't know when. It should be coming out, I guess, in the near future when he returns to playing. Yeah, and it seems to me that this is really going out, okay, on a stretch here. But then again... You have to look at the numbers also. Those of you who do gematria, who do numerology, if you watch these tapes, you're going to see some numbers there. And you're going to 
maybe come up with some of the same theories that have been presented by other people, okay? We know that there are a lot of things that are done within certain groups that are done with numbers, that are done with colors, and um, done with signs, okay, like signals. Well, there are some of those in there also. So it is a bit complicated, this whole thing. And I'm going to tell you that for me personally, whatever the case is, I am glad that this guy is okay, all right, for one thing. Now, do I believe even one tiny iota that this thing was faked? I really don't know. I really, really don't know. Once again, this is up to the individual to look at it and then to come to your own conclusion. Because from what I have seen and my own conclusion, I still don't know. The only thing I do know is that I am glad, I am happy that Damar is okay. And that he didn't die out there on the field and all this stuff. I mean, this was um, traumatizing to see something like this. So that's why when certain things happen, turning off the sound to watch it again is a good idea, actually. They say, turn off the sound, watch it again, and then... Just listen to the audio. Don't look at it and just listen to the audio. And that somehow will take some of the emotion out of the situation and you can maybe get a better grip and a better idea and see things that you wouldn't otherwise see. Hear things in a way that you wouldn't otherwise hear when it's all put together, all right? With the sound and the video. Takes it to a different place. It's almost like we're able to figure it out for ourselves without being coerced, okay? And without being just full of uh, emotion and tears, and things like this. I'm just going to leave off with one more thing. The other one that many people are saying, now this is not theory, this is something that's actually true. The thing that many people are bringing up about this is that the NFL, the NFL is one of the groups that would not let people pray. That would say, no, you can't pray. And there was this thing so many years ago about Tim Tebow and he would pray before the game and they were all like making fun of him and they were like really 
like getting on his case about praying and so on. And then all of a sudden this happens and they're encouraging everyone and everybody's there and all these players are there and they're down on one knee and they're praying. And um, how? Being down on one knee is a signal of something else. All right? Because if you're really praying and you are I mean, really, you're going to be in a, down on both knees. That that one knee thing is a signal. I don't know, guys, okay? You have to read or look into this for yourselves if you're interested in it. I'm just presenting the theory. My own opinion of this is like, I just don't know. But I wanted to present this to you anyways because um, I am asked about these things. And when I don't know something, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know. Even right now. With whatever theories that are out there, whatever um, evidence they say, you know, okay, is presented, I still do not know. So I'm going to leave it right there. I hope some of the things that I brought forward today have been interesting to you. And this is, once again, okay, another wild one. When we start talking about theory, current events, things that are just out of the realm of normalcy. See, it's all part of our world, okay? It's all part of our strange world, our strange paradiso. Thank you for walking and for winding our way through this maze, okay? Through the Paradiso with me. Sometimes it gets complicated. Sometimes it gets wild. It's not always spooky. It can be mysterious. It can be just very confusing, but that's what we get in the strange paradiso. I'll be back soon as I can, probably not until Monday, unless something big happens or I get some me time within these next three days. Everyone have a great rest of your day and take a look at that stuff. See what you think. Let me know what you think about this stuff, okay? Because I... I'm perplexed as you are. You can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. Once again, I want to thank all of you so much. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Ciao.